welcome back everybody to MLB DFS Quick Hits. This will be your Thursday, August 31st edition. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. Very interesting stuff. Keiko with the massive letdown, but everybody else for the most part, most part, did their, their part. We have a four-game early, six-game main slate to attack today. It's The four-game early slate starts very early, so get it in. But the pitching's interesting. It just depends on your risk level, I guess. Uh, I know I say that a lot, but this is, you know, there's certain slates where you have your guys where you're pretty comfortable with. This one is quite interesting, especially this early slate. Let's take a quick look. I'm just going to go through the pitching. Uh, you got DeGrom at 12-3. Obviously in a great spot, but it is Cincinnati. is Great American Small Park, which is always risky. You know, Montero throws a gym yesterday out of left field. So naturally, Degrom's probably gonna get shelled. That's just baseball. But if you, if you if you don't want to be sarcastic like that, he is a good pitcher. But he only averages eighteen point two on the road. Has not faced the Reds yet this season. He's coming off a road start though, where he threw thirty five seven. His last three road starts: thirty five seven at the Nats, seven point nine at the Yankees, thirty four six at Philly. So he did pitch in Philly, which is a very good hitter's ballpark, facing a Reds team that. You know, they do strike out a decent amount, almost 21% of the time. You got DeGrom striking out close to 29% of the batters he faces in the last 30 days. He's striking out, like, 29 has pretty much been the same all season long. Ground ball rate around 45. Lots to like with DeGrom. The Reds have a team total, though, of 4-4-1. It's a little higher than you would expect with DeGrom. It's the second lowest on the day slate. The Reds obviously have that power. It's going to be interesting because... It's going to be one of those where it feels like DeGrom's either going to get shelled or he's going to pitch six, seven, eight innings of really solid baseball. There's really not like that average middle ground feeling to him. Uh, so you, you obviously at that price tag need that great start. If you're looking at Reds' bats, they are priced down quite a bit. So you, you can get bottled for like 4400 You don't see that very often. Um, Billy Hamilton was 36 A lot of those guys are rather cheap. So if you want to go with some Reds contrarian angles, knock yourself out. If you want to go to Grom, I am all for it. He definitely is my top, one of my top options tonight. The other five-digit guy is Zach Granke at 10-6 at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Granke's having a great season, averaging over 21 points a game. His last 20, his last 10 games over 21 points. At home, he's been phenomenal. 18-8, 32-8 against these Dodgers on August 9th. Six and two-thirds, four hits, three earned, eight Ks for 20.2 points. He's been very, very good at home, like I was saying. Averaging 24.8 at home. He got shelled at L.A., but pitched really well at home against the Dodgers. He makes for a good pivot off of DeGrom because, A, like I always say, people don't like to face the Dodgers. Robbie Ray did his job last night. I told you it was all or nothing. It was all. Um, but the night before, Godley did not. So you pick your poison. I am all for using Granky, saving $1,700 on DeGrom. I think everybody that can pay for DeGrom will pay for DeGrom. I will, I'll have a little DeGrom. I built four lineups already. I have one DeGrom. I have two Granky. That's where I went. Um, I think Granky's going to be the lower owner of the two S. I hope so. It's, it's a risky matchup. No doubt Bellinger's back now. That's a big lefty bat to have in that lineup. When you look at the Doyers, um, they have a team total of 446, slightly above the Reds. Lefty's 298, righty's 300 off of Granky. They strike out over 22% of the time. Granky striking out over 27%. Ground ball rate over 48%. Lots to like there in the upper tier, but I'm going Granky 1, DeGrom 2. 
And if you want your Dodgers bats, they are super cheap. Outside of Bellinger, who's $4,700, but makes for a very good contrarian play. When we scroll down the pricing, I go, I'm going to skip Kenta Maeda. If you want to be super contrarian, you can, but I'm not going to use him in that ballpark. I'll go to Colin McHugh, $8,400 at the Trop against the Texas Rangers. Since McHugh's return this year, he's developed a heck of a, of a slide piece, using his fastball a lot with movement on that as well. 28.5 points his last start out at the Angels. 28, 18, 7, 16, got beat up at the White Sox. The 19-3, 22-5. Been looking really, really good since returning from the DL this season. Texas is dicey. There's no doubts about that. You're facing a Texas team that strikes out almost 24% of the time versus righties. Same strikeout rate as Colin McHugh. His swinging strike rate's up to 12% this year. Big fly ball pitcher, though. So just keep your keep 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 that in mind when you're looking at it. But Texas does have the lowest total on the day slate at 3.94. You got lefties 347, righties 325. I didn't tell you weather because you have no weather to worry about on this day slate. The totals I forgot. Mets, Reds at 9, White Sox, Twins at 10, Rangers, Astros 8.5, Dodgers, D-backs 9. So as you can tell, all big totals, and that's how the whole day is pretty much going to go. But McHugh makes for a very good spot uh, in the middle of the pack. He's by himself for me in the middle at $8,400. We'll be in a couple of my lineups. And then down below, the chalky down below guy, and I am all in on him. If the Mets AAA lineup wakes up today, that's fine. But Robert Stevenson at $6,700, he's a young arm. It's slowly developing. He's looking really good. His last four starts, 28-2, 15-1, 9-3, 16-4. Um, and the strikeouts are coming in bunches. 11 is last time out. He's shown that ability to get those Ks. He has the blow-up potential. There's no question about it. When you look at Stevenson, a Mets team that strikes out about 20% of the time. <clears throat> Stevenson walks 14.1%. Great swinging strike rate, good ground ball rate, hard contacts high. It's a risky play in that ballpark, but you're, you're factoring any Mets lineup that's just bad, and you're hoping he limits the damage like Bailey did last night. We would love a Bailey start with some strikeouts. When you look at the Mets, their team total is 4.59. Lefties have hit 391, righties 363. If you want to go different, you go with the Mets bats, but... I, it's just risky because their lineup is so, so bad. They could blow up any day. They are major league hitters. I get it. But Stevenson at 67 is definitely on my radar. And if you want to get really weird, you go to Big Sexy. Bartolo Colon, 6400 bucks at home against the Chicago White Sox. Bartolo's got you 11, 16, 1, 4.7, 26.2. You're not expecting the world out of him. You're just looking for double digits and not to get blown up. The strikeouts... Um, he didn't have any of his last start, but then 6-3-5, he's getting you a few Ks each game. And he's facing a young White Sox lineup that has potential, but also strikes out at 23% of the time. It's an extremely risky play. It'll be extremely contrarian because they got a 10 total in that game. Everyone's going to be targeting both sides of that game. They have a total of 4-6-8. Lefty's 3-56, righty's 3-24 off big sexy. Um, it's, a, it's a definite contrarian angle, an angle to go off of Stevenson. And Stevenson will be the chalk in that range. So, uh, in this one, I got Granky one, DeGrom, two. In the middle, McHugh, by himself, down below, Stevenson, Cologne. You can get a lot of the bats. You know, the big-time Twins bats versus Miguel Gonzalez are in play. You know, your White Sox bats will be good. You're, we're going to have to look for value. Uh, if Adrianza cracks the lineup for the Twins, he's second-base shortstop around 24. Uh, for the White Sox, the catcher, Navarez, East 2100. 
We're going to have to see what lineups come out. I'll do my best to tweet you. It's just early morning stuff is busy for me in the work world, so I will see what I can get. But that's your early slate. Let's go to the six-game evening slate, which it's interesting as well. There, There's a ton of pitching options just depending on which angle you want to go. There's really not many clear-cut studs on this slate. We'll do a quick look at your weather. Boston and the Yankees went blown out hard to the to right, right center. Uh, Braves Cubs blown in hard from left center at 15 miles an hour or more. And then you got your normal San Francisco wind. It's a little warmer out there, so maybe it has a little impact, but usually does not. Your totals, Red Sox, Yankees, 9. Blue Jays, Orioles, 10.5. That Baltimore, once it gets hot in the summertime, as you can tell this season and every season, it turns into a little Coors Field action. The ball flies in Camden Yards. Phillies, Marlins, 9.5. We're waiting on that Braves Cubs because of the weather. You got Nationals, Brewers, 8.5. And then Cardinals Giants, seven and a half. Here is our pitching options up top. Mad Bum, 12-1 at home with the St. Louis Cardinals. Mad Bum is slowly turning into Mad Bum form. 22 or more in three of his last four starts. That was at Arizona, home versus Philly, at Miami, home versus Chicago. Then a 21, a 26-2. So that's three, four, five of six of 21-plus. Really starting to right, uh, come into form. The K's have been there seven or more in five of his six. Madbum's looking like that guy. I'm really hoping it's it's coming true. He's averaging 20 points on the road and at home. You got to remember he had that slow start after the injury because he was injured. Like he, he wasn't pitching. This is common sense stuff. Cardinals strike out over 21% of the time versus lefties. Madbum, 23.4% K rate, walking next to no one. Good ground ball rate. Facing the Cardinals' lowest team total of 3.7. Lefties, 234. Righties, 279. The Cardinals do have some power versus lefties. you got Pham, Gritchick, Piscotty. Uh, Yachty hits them well. There are options there. Uh, don't let me forget my man, DeJong. That boy can rake. But uh, Bumgarner in that ballpark is the top option at 12-1. It is a great, great spot tonight. And in a, in a night where a lot of 20-point performances look very sketchy, I will take 20-plus at 12-1 right now. That's why Gio Gonzalez at 11-9 is intriguing. A lot of guys are going to talk him down because it's Gio. As you've known from me, I was one of those guys, and I'm like, you know what? He's pitching consistently well. He had a 14-2 his last time out, but prior to that, 31-4, 22-5, 25-29, 24-2. He just gets it done. It's not like it's pretty pretty, but he gets it done. He's faced Milwaukee at home, seven innings, five hits, two earned, eight Ks for 24.2. He's got the same numbers basically on the road and at home. Gives up an extra run on the road, but he, he just he uh, limits the damage elsewhere. Fantasy points-wise, basically the same. Facing a Milwaukee team, strikes out over 26% of the time versus lefties. Geo, 17th best the last 30 days on the barrel. Thick getting barreled 0.76% of the time. That's outstanding. Striking out around 19% the last 30 days on the season. Striking out 22.2. Great gallon ball rate. Obviously low hard contact. Brewers with a 4.31 team totals, fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties hitting 244, righties 308 versus Geo. The Brewers have power, obviously. We know that's always a thing, especially in Miller Park. But Geo at 11-9 makes an interesting play, especially because everyone that is paying up is likely paying to Mad Bum. So if you want to pivot off, you can pivot to Geo. Both are in play for me. Bumgarner 1 and Geo 2. Kyle Hendricks, the only way I can say play him is because of the weather. The wind blowing in is huge, and in Wrigley, everyone knows that. So at 10-8, he is in play. I'm just not big on him because I said I want 20-plus from my guys up here. He's not a 20-plus guy. He averages 14 on the season. 
He did put up 28 to his last time out, but like 14, he had a 20 against the Giants, 13-7, 15 You get in a trend here. He's had a few, he can get you the 20s, but not very often. The weather is enticing. It may draw people to him. If you want to go that way, you can, but I'm focusing on Bumgarner and Geo up top. In the middle, Zach Davies, 8500 bucks at home against those Nationals. I really like this play. I know it's risky with that Nationals offense, but it's a Nationals offense without Bryce Harper. Davies in his last start was at the Dodgers, 32 DraftKings points. His three starts, uh, his last three starts, 32, 18, 7, 15, 6. He faced the Nationals earlier this year, seven and two thirds, three hits, no earned, three walks, seven Ks for 31.7 points. Davies has turned a corner. He still can be hit. Uh, he only strikes out about 16% that he faces, except the last 30 days. He's 12th best on that barrel fit. He's gotten bar- barreled at 0% of the time the last 30 days. Zero. That is very, very nice. Still not a big strikeout guy. They national strikeout 20.5% versus uh, righties. Davies over 48% ground ball rate, which works very well in that ballpark. And they have a lower total than the Nationals at 4.19. Lefties 329, righties 305. You do worry about that Nationals' power, but no Bryce Harper makes a humongous difference. There's no good one either from the left side. So it's a lot of righties in that lineup outside of Weeders and Lind. And Lind makes for a nice play. They make for good plays. And it's not going to chase me off of Zimmerman and Rendon a ton. But I wasn't going to be on him much anyways. Uh, Davies, I respect, but is a great hitting ballpark. 8500 bucks. he could easily match Geo's performance, could match Hendricks' performance big time. So I like Davies at 85. I think people will be scared off because it's the Nats. And I'm hoping they are. Uh, another good matchup here, or an intriguing matchup, Eduardo Rodriguez at 7,600 at the New York Yankees. Again, another matchup where, you know, let's fade, stay away from the Yankees. It's in Yankee Stadium, good ballpark. 7,600 bucks, you're looking for a guy that can get you about 15 points, and that's what he does most times out. 14 2 13-2, 10-6, 25-1, 15-9. He's averaging 15-9 on the season. Last time he faced the Yankees, August 11th at the Yankees, six innings, two hits, no earned, two walks, seven Ks, 25.1 points. You got a slumping Aaron Judge. Uh, Gary Sanchez hasn't hit the last couple games. Doesn't mean he won't hit tonight. He loves hitting lefties. Maybe he gets suspended. You never know. Keep an eye on that. But the Yankees do strike out 23.5% of the time versus lefties. Erod striking out almost 26% that he faces. Uh, fly ball pitcher, not the thing you want to hear in Yankee Stadium, but he pitched well there the first time. Expect a couple runs. That's what Rodriguez does. He makes you sweat. Then he gets the job done. Lefty's 342, righty's 303 versus Erod, so it's a reverse splits action. Uh, and they have a 462 total, one of the higher ones on the slate, so beware there. But Rodriguez is definitely in play for me tonight on a, on a small slate where you're going to have to be different. So I always say small slates, it's better to be a little more contrarian than normal. You might want to, you know, target some of these tougher matchups just to keep things interesting. Yeah, they might make you sweat more. They might make you cuss more. They might make you end your night quicker. But at the same time, if you want, if you want a minimum cash, we'll be safe. Go whatever. If you want to make the big bucks, you're gonna have to be extra contrarian tonight. Michael Walker, seventy four hundred bucks at the San Francisco Giants. Walker's coming off zero point nine minus point four minus point two. Please don't use him, people. Don't do not use him. He's only a really good pitcher that's struggling right now. He's facing the San Francisco Giants, who he faced earlier this year. Six innings, four hits, no earned, three walks, five Ks for 19.3 points. You'll take 19.3 points tonight. He, again, struggling. But um, 
paging an offense because they don't have one in San Francisco. They're looking for one. They've looked for one all year. It, it's bad. They strike. They don't strike out a ton, around 20%, but Waka striking out 22.5%, 48% ground ball rate, limited hard contact in a phenomenal pitching ballpark. 3.8 team total, second lowest outside of the Cardinals. Lefty's 319, righty's 345. But the Giants, like I say every day, horrible Woba, barely average ISO. They're just really bad. They get they have their games, and maybe they have one tonight. Maybe Walk is broken. Maybe there's something seriously wrong. That's why there's three horrific starts. And if that's the case, then go get them help because the Cardinals are still trying for a wild card spot. So you might want to figure this out real soon as tomorrow starts September 1st. So we will find out tonight. It's a phenomenal spot. You saw Travis Wood and the Padres bullpen shut the Giants down last night. It, it, it's not a good offense. Really not. You know, Panic's swinging a good stick right now. Crawford's kind of heating up. There's no belt. Posey hasn't done much lately. Um, he's still a good player. That doesn't mean he can't do it at any moment. But, you know, Panda's at third. who's played okay with the Giants. But Pence, Span, Parker, these are all guys that have their games. There's no consistency at all. Zero. So you target them, and you hope you don't get the one or two games a week they hit the baseball. That's all it is. So Waka at that price tag at seventy four hundred bucks, big time upside. Also, he could be broken, so it makes it a gamble. CC Sabathia, talk about gambles. CC Sabathia seventy three hundred bucks at home against those Boston Red Sox. CC since his return from the DL twenty two point two eighteen point five. Remember, he had a rough start, a great stretch in the middle, then he was bad again before he went to the DL. He's come back. Pitching well against Seattle and at Boston. At Boston, six innings, four hits, two earned, four Ks, 18.5 points. He's 7300 bucks. He's had three starts versus Boston this year. 20 innings pitched, two earned, six walks, 12 Ks in those 20 innings. He's averaging 22.3 points per start against the Boston Red Sox. We know the Red Sox don't strike out a ton. They strike out 17% of their time versus lefties. CC doesn't strike out a lot of guys, a little less than 19%. But he's almost a 50% ground ball rate and a below 30% hard contact, which is tremendous. The Red Sox have a team total of 4.38. That is fifth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 283, righty's 315. Uh, the Red Sox has a team hit much better versus righties than lefties. They do have, you know, bets, obviously. Bogarts is heating up, so that could change things a ton. They have options. Christian Vasquez, for crying out loud, behind the dish is hitting. Chris Young's been horrible. He's a lefty masher, but he's been bad this year. Probably means he goes yard tonight. But as a whole, they haven't done it. They have a bunch of lefties in that lineup. The Red Sox are hitting well. Makes for a very fun play with CC though, at 73. And he is on my agenda and on my lineups. He will be on their GPP-wise. Very good stuff. So in the middle here, yeah, Waka 1, Davies 2, Rodriguez 3, CC 4. I have no problem using all four of those. They all have pretty much equal risk, in my opinion. It just depends on where you can slot them in in your lineups. Uh, you're going to roll the dice. They're all good upside pitchers, though. And then down below, you got like Marco Estrada, 6,600 at Baltimore. Terrifying situation. Humongous fly ball guy coming off back-to-back double-digit performances. On the season, though, he's had the, the, the Orioles number. Three starts, 20 and two-thirds innings, only three earned 24 Ks, averaging 26.6 against Baltimore. The the Orioles strike out 21.6% of the time. Estrada, 23% K rate. Good swing and strike. Like I said, fly ball pitcher in that ballpark is terrifying. Orioles have the highest team total at 5.43. Uh, 5, 5. 
Lefties hit 285, righties 328 off Estrada. So take your, you know, have a couple cocktails if you're going to use one of these guys down below and just pray. It, it's a tremendous hitting environment with a potent offense right now. Very potent offense. But Estrada has them figured out somehow for the first three starts. Maybe the fourth time is the bad bad start. But he's pitched really well, and he's got the upside at 66. Also in that matchup, Jeremy Hellboy Hellickson facing those Blue Jays. Hellickson coming off a 17.4-point performance at Boston. He had a few hiccups there. Then at, at the Angels pitched well. He hasn't faced Toronto this year. It's extremely risky, but Toronto's bats are stinking cold. You see what like Porcello struck out the farm last night. Uh, they're striking out almost 21% of the time versus righties. Hellickson doesn't strike out a ton of batters, but uh, definitely limits the hard contact. Again, another fly ball guy. So you have the highest total in the evenings in the Baltimore-Toronto game. Two heavy fly ball pitchers. And I'm, right, I'm telling you, they're both punt gambles. They have K outside. And you just pray it's like three earned and like seven Ks. They're both in the six Ks. That's what makes them very viable tonight. If they were in the sevens or eights, you wouldn't touch them. But uh, Blue Jays a 507 total. Lefties 325. Righties 308. It's a uh, a lot of righties in that lineup. Especially if Justin Smoke is hurt. He might be out. So that changes things a lot. Both gambles. If you want to take a really big gamble but pay only 6K, you look at a guy like Sean Newcomb who has great reverse splits. Lefties hit him better than righties. He, besides his last start at home against Colorado, where he got 6.5. He was on a double-digit tear, 12-7, 18-1, 17-3, 11-9, 13-7, All scores you take for 6,000. He's been much, much better on the road. He's averaging 9.1 at home, 18.4 on the road. Big, big difference. He gave up five earned to Chicago and five and a third earlier this year, but he also had five Ks, which is something to look at. Because what you're thinking, depending on Joe Madden, who does pay attention to splits, they might have a righty-heavy lineup. The wind's blowing in heavy from left field. He pitches better versus righties. We're looking at all our angles here. He's 6K with phenomenal pitching environment. Very, very good pitching environment. The Cubs do strike out over 22% of the time versus lefties. Newcomb strikes out almost 23% of the batters he faces. His pro- One of his problems is walks. Uh, ground ball rate, not bad, over 42%. Hard contact is low. The Cubs, uh, lefties 330, righties 345, so righties have improved dramatically versus Newcomb. That's a massive change. That was not like that before. That is intriguing. I'm glad I wish I would looked at that before I flabbered on it for a while. I still think it's an intriguing play at 6K with that environment. If we see the wins kick up even higher than 15 to 20s and stuff, makes it quite, quite interesting. And the last play I'll mention, if you want to uber punt it, you got Ben Lively. He's fifty-eight hundred bucks. He's at the Marlins. Giancarlo will probably hit one or two homers off of him, but he has double-digit potential. He's 12-7 His last two, he has decent K upside. He's facing the Marlins, who strike out twenty-one percent of the time versus uh, righties. It's it's punt punt if you want to. Marlins have the second highest total at five one zero. I'll be targeting a lot of Marlins bats, but I want to bring him up to use below six K if you want to use him. So down below, I have Estrada, uh, Estrada, or Newcomb 1, Estrada 2, Hellickson 3. So you're, you're pitching up top, Bumgarner 1, Geo 2. If you want to use Hendricks for the weather advantage, I get it. In the middle, I got Waka 1, Davies 2, Erod 3, Sabathia 4. Down below, Newcomb, Estrada, Hellickson. 
Let's get into your bats on this six-game slate. Yeah, Gary Sanchez versus a lefty at 47. Uh, GPP play is definitely an option. Then you slip down to guys like, if you want to go Weeders versus Davies, you can. Uh, Buster Posey's day-to-day. He might even face walk. It makes walking that much better. You get Nick Hundley back there. Uh, you slide down. You had, like, Wellington Castillo had a big, big Thursday, so keep an eye on him. But... Christian Vasquez, 3,200 versus Sabathia, isn't horrible. You got the likes of Yadi Molina, who does hit lefties well if you're fading Mad Bum. Caleb Joseph, 3K versus Estrada, I do like. Jorge Alforo, this, this youngster from Philly at 3K versus Despagne, that is in play for me. We go below 3K now. You look at, you know, say Rene Rivera cracks the lineup for the Cubs versus Newcomb at 25. He becomes a nice value option. A guy I used last night, I mentioned him a lot. He's been in the low, 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 low twos. He's a left-handed catcher for the Blue Jays, Rafi Lopez. He went deep last night, 16 points last night. He's averaging 6.1 his last 10. Heck, he's averaging 5.2 on the season. He's up to 2,300 tonight facing Hellickson, who is a fly ball pitcher like we talked about. We talked about how lefty's 325, righty's 308. Get a guy like Rafi Lopez for 2,300 bucks. That's one of my favorite plays on the slate because you can save the cash and go elsewhere. If Lobaton cracks the lineup at 21 versus Davies, he becomes an option as well. But uh, I'm looking a lot at like Rafi Lopez, maybe some Rene Rivera if he cracks the lineup, even though the wind's blowing in. And then you look at the, the some other guys up top we can discuss later. First base, Rizzo's not bad at 56, but you're looking at guys like Reese Hoskins. First base outfield eligible against Despagne at 4,600. Absolutely love it. We know what Reese has been doing. Six homers his last 10. Crushing the baseball. Lefty's 350. Righty's 332 off to Spagne. Uh Pretty good fly ball guy, too. Doesn't strike out much. There's a lot of balls in play. So Hoskins at 46 is tremendous. Trey Mancini's heated up the last few days. He's not bad at 45 as well. He's averaging 10.6 his last 10 games. Does hit righties with a lot of power. So keep him in mind. Yeah, Freeman versus Hendricks, not bad. Zimmerman versus Davies is okay. Chris Davis versus Estrada in that hitting environment. Davis hasn't done a ton. He's really been quiet. And Estrada's got the reverse split, so maybe you want to go more Mancini than Davis in that matchup, but something to keep in mind. When you scroll down, you go to like Hanley Ramirez, who I always say is very good versus lefties. He went deep yesterday, 21 points. Three homers his last 10. He's averaging 8.2 points per game. So Hanram at 36 against CeCe. As much as CeCe's been pitching well, that's a very good play. I like that a lot if you don't want to pay up. Hanley's really nice. Then a guy like Jesus Aguilar, $3,600 right-handed power bat for the Brewers. Uh, you know, Gio's pitching very well this year. It's been established. Righty's at 308, lefty's 244. Gio has given up a lot of hard, powerful contact to righties. He's done great everywhere else, but that's one thing he does do. So in a GPP format, Jesus Aguilar at 36 makes for a very nice play. When you look down some more, like Adam Lind at 35 versus Davies is very good. So this little, this middle range has some very good potential. Like Jose Ramirez, 3,200 if you're fading Bumgarner, which I'm not aiming to do, but if you are, him and Luke Voigt of St. Louis at 32 and 2,900 respectively are both really, really, really cheap options. And if you want to go stupid cheap, Tomas Tellis of the Marlins, who really isn't doing much anything, averaging 1.9 in his last 10 games. He has a left-handed bat. Against Lively, who does get hit pretty well. He's like 2900 2300 bucks, whatever the hell I just saw. Sorry. But I wouldn't go there unless you're desperate. Second base, you got uh, Daniel Murphy at 5K against Davies, which is not bad at all. 
Ian Happ had a big game on Wednesday. He's 47. But like Jonathan Scope, 46, with those reverse splits versus Strata. Scope at 46, very much in play. He went deep on Wednesday, four homers his last 10 games. We got Eduardo Nunez, loves himself some lefties. He's second base, third base for Sabathia at 45. He'll be worth a look in that matchup. D. Gordon at 43, he's even in plays, always low owned. Uh, if you can get on and steal, he's averaging almost nine points his last 10 games. Facing a guy like Lively could be a big game for him. The, the Marlins will likely, likely be overlooked compared to some of these other matchups. But again, they have the second highest total on the evening. So keep that in mind when you're picking on your poisons. You like Starling Castro, a guy that loves hitting lefties. He's 4,200 versus Rodriguez. There's always there's all these good options versus Rodriguez and Sabathia, yet I still want to use them. Very confusing. You got Cesar Hernandez against Espana at 36. I like Paul DeJong. If you want like a one-off or a mini stack against Bumgarner, he's 36. Joe Panic 35 mentioned he's been heating up quite a bit. If Waka's broken, could be a very nice play. At two points last night, we're probably at a 19 and a 20. So keep Panic in mind at 35. A guy like Javi Baez, who loves hitting his lefties. He's second base shortstop eligible. He's 3,400 versus Newcomb. Couldn't make for an intriguing play there. And the farther down you go, you got like Ozzy Albies. Not bad. Ryan Goings, 2,800 versus Hellickson. Second base shortstop. I do like that as a punt option. And other than that, you have to check the lineups. Let's go over to third base. Kick it off with Manny Machado, $5,500. Is a hefty price, but a good price versus Estrada. Machado is just crushing baseballs these days. So Machado, 55, is very much intriguing. Chris Bryant, the 53, is not bad. Josh Donaldson, a 48 versus Hellickson, is in play. We mentioned Eduardo Nunez already. Rendon, Freeman, Devers, Todd Frazier could be a GPP play at 37. Like Machado and Donaldson and Nunez are my three up top. I'm really looking at to hone in on there. As you slide down, like if you want to punt or GPP, Pablo Sandoval at 34 versus Waka. I like Dietrich at 33 as a low-priced option versus uh, Lively. That's a really good price tag for some good upside with Dietrich. I, that might be one of the better plays, at, especially at the price range you're looking at there. If not, you, you're sliding down to like a Ryder Jones at 24 versus Waka which I don't hate. He's first base, third base. Not a horrible punt, but not one I really want to make. Shortstop, Trey Turner's back. He's 54 versus Davies. And he gets on. He could raise all kinds of hell. So if you want to go there, you can. But like Beckham at 49, I like. And then Xander Bogart, who does hit lefties well and is heating up. Like I keep saying, he's 4,200. 21 more points last night. He's up to nine points on average his last 10. So 42 for Xander. Didi hits his lefties well. He's uh, 38 versus Erod. So, like, uh, Beckham, Bogarts, maybe some DD up top was not bad. You got DeJong in the middle, like I mentioned before. Freddie Galvez at 35 is a very good play uh, in the mid-threes. Don't mind him at all. You scroll down. You could punt with, like, a Ronald Torres if he hits the lineup. Second base shortstop. He's 3K against Rodriguez. Again, Ryan Gones, 28. I like a lot in that price range. Definitely can get behind that. Um, Orlando Arcia and his potential power at 27. Versus Geo is worth a look as well. Let's head to the outfield and get this party over. Giancarlo's 58. It's probably like seven grand too cheap, but Giancarlo, 5,800 bucks. Ding dong tonight. Mookie Betts, 54, is worth a look for Sabathia. Adam Jones continues to be hot. You can see all these big 
Orioles or bats or 5K or around 5K. So you got to decide where you want to go. You got the slumping Aaron Judge at 5K, which if you want to play for upside, you can. But I got to see it again. That man is just – he'll probably go deep tonight, but it's just so, so bad. Marcelo Zuna at 48 is a very good-looking play tonight. Reese Hoskins again at 46. I love my Reese tonight. Yellick at 46 versus Lively is very solid. Very, I won't go there. Never mind. But Mancini at 45 gets overlooked. He's a very good play. He's one of the cheaper Orioles, and that's 4500 bucks. That's saying something. Uh, Trumbo's 43, but Kyle Schwarber, big game last night. He's 42. Lefty-lefty, though, so keep it in mind. But lefties do hit him well. Yeah, Aaron Hicks, good switch hitter, hits lefties with a lot of authorities. 4,100, always overlooked, especially in the lefty matchups. Rajay Davis, likely leading off, likes his lefties. He's 38 versus Sabathia. So these are some cheaper options in that same matchup. Tommy Pham, 38 versus Bumgarner. Uh, Domingo Santana, another powerful right-handed bat versus Gio Gonzalez at 36. Domingo went deep yesterday. Averaging 10 points his last 10 games. Good power bat. 22 homers on the year. Hit number 270. Very, very not talked about much. Adam Lind at 35. I don't mind at all. Uh, we like lefties versus Davies, but Michael Taylor, especially sitting towards the top at 35, could be interesting. Guy like Bernard Span at 35. Ender and Ciarte at 34 is outstanding. The guy had a heck of a day yesterday. Um, he went 8 for 10 in, in yesterday's doubleheader. With a walk as well. 18 points in the nightcap, 37 in the day slate. He's having a really good season, leading off 3,400 versus Hendricks. Isn't bad at all. Uh, if you think the the former lefty killer Chris Young can get to CC, he's 34. Ryan Braun's 34 versus Geo Braun is struggling, but that power bat at 34 is a discount. Much more. He's, he's struggling just as bad as Aaron Judge. Let's just put it that way. But he's a lot cheaper. And people will argue it with me on that, and that's fine. You should get your opinion. Gritchick at 33, good power, one-off versus Mad Bum. Uh, if Almora Jr. cracks the lineup for Chicago against Newcomb, he's 32, so he's worth a look. You scroll down to the likes of Nick Williams, still too cheap, consistently too cheap. He's 3,100 versus Despagne, hitting third in that Phillies order, averaging eight points his last 10 games. I like Nick Mar- uh, Nick Williams a lot. Marcakis, 30K against Hendricks isn't bad at all. So you're getting the Braves price down quite a bit. If Ezekiel Carrera is leading off for Toronto, he's only 29 versus Sabathia. I don't hate, or no, against Helixson. I don't hate that at all. Uh, the farther down we go, the punts have been pretty bad lately. Keon Broxton, 25 versus Geo is a decent punt. So at least there's good power upside, even though Geo's been amazing. You wouldn't be shocked if he shut the guys down, but he does give up homers to righties. So keep that in mind. Um, that'll do it. For your bats, keep in mind tomorrow is September 1st. Call-ups, rosters expand to 40. After the next few days when they all start filling in, we're going to get some sneaky, sneaky value plays that get we get to attack. Your pitching recap on the evening slate. Bumgarner 12-1, Geo 11-9 in the middle. You got Waka at 74, Davies at 85, Erod 76, Sabathia 73. Down below, Newcomb at 6, Estrada 66, Helixon 62. Let's check out the BVP for your entire day of action. Uh, you know, Scooter Jeanette's three for ten with a double off uh, Degrom. Wilmer Flores three for three with a double off Robert Stevenson. Jorge Polanco three for six with a double. Dozier six for fourteen with a double. Eddie Rosario two for six with a double. Eduardo Escobar four for thirteen with a double. 
all against Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, the Astros versus Nick Martinez. Marvin Gonzalez, 5 for 12, 3 doubles and a homer. Josh Reddick, 7 for 16, 2 doubles and a homer. Springer, 3 for 9 with a homer. Gaddis has taken him deep. McCann's taken him deep. Daltran's taken him deep. Altuve has 3 doubles. Sensu Chu, 2 for 6 with a homer off of McHugh. Odor, 7 for 18 with a double and a homer. Beltre, 6 for 16 with two doubles. Islanders, 6 for 15. The D-backs versus Maeda. Ionetta's taking him deep. You got Drury, 3 for 5 with two doubles. Lamb, 9 for 22 with three doubles and two homers. Lamb's only 4K today. Makes for a great play, you know, facing a righty in Chase Field. I kind of like that play. Bellinger, 2 for 6 with a double and a homer off Granke. Corey Seager, 6 for 11 with a double and two homers. Justin Turner, 6 for 16 with a double, a triple and a homer. Adrian Gonzalez, 4 for 14 with a homer. Utley's got three doubles and a homer. Curtis Granderson's only hitting 211, but he's got three doubles, two triples, and two homers. So they've had a little success for Granky in the past. Jacoby Ellsbury, 6 for 21 with a double and two homers off Erod. Didi Gregorius, 7 for 22 with two doubles. Sandy Leone, 3 for 10 with a homer off Sabathia. Mookie Betts, 7 for 20 with a double. Bogarts has a double and a homer. Wellington Castillo's only hitting 250, but he's 8 for 32 with a double and four homers off Marco Estrada. Adam Jones has taken him deep. Trumbo, Chris Davis twice, Scope twice, Machado. They've all taken him deep, but low batting averages as he has had great success for them as a team hitting a buck 88. Jose Bautista, 12 for 33 with a double, a triple, and three home runs off Helixson. Montero and Pierce have both taken him deep. Ryan Goins, 3 for 8 with a triple. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, 2 for 2 with a double and triple off to Spanier. Very small samples on both of those matchups. Javi Baez, 3 for 3 with a homer off Newcomb. Nick Marquez is 3 for 8, 2 doubles off Hendricks. Kemp's taken him deep. Domingo Santana, who I mentioned earlier, 2 for 6, 2 homers off Gio. VR, 5 for 11, 3 doubles. Hernan Perez, 3 for 10, 2 doubles. Walker's taken him deep as well. Brandon Crawford, 6 for 8, 3 doubles and a triple off Waka. Panic, 2 for 5, 2 doubles. Carpenter, 3 for 5, 2 doubles off of Mad Bum. And that'll do it for your BVP. That'll do it for MLB DFS Quick Hits. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. You got always pressing PGA DFS pod as the tour second round of the FedEx Cup starts tomorrow, Friday, because of the holiday weekend. It's a Friday through Monday tournament. So check out always pressing to get your info from myself, Jesse, and Bucks. And check out Jesse's write-up on the tournament as well. You have uh, Doc and Saturday Edge re- release their week one betting preview. It's on all of the SD, uh, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You got Benched with Bubba, episode 52, Game of Thrones, with myself, Nate Doc, and, and Mike Giovanelli. We have a ton of fantasy football stuff the last few episodes prior to that. And then last night, it dropped episode 53 with myself and Mr. Adam Burke of Bet the Book, or BeatTheBook.com. He does great work over there. It was a phenomenal pod. We talked Indians baseball. He's a big Indians fan. And then we got into college football betting strategy, week one, futures looks, some NFL talk as well. And then he surprised me with a great question, and it was a great great back and forth on legalized sports betting in comparison to DFS. It was really good, really great episode of Bench with Bubba. Go check that out. Go check out his website. He's on Twitter at Skating Tripods. So go check out all that. It's a free gambling website. So go get all that in. You'll have UFC this weekend. NASCAR's back. Tons going on. EPL. Give me a look on Twitter at BDN Trick. I'll help you where I can. But more importantly, good luck 
on your four-game early, six-game main slates, and uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow.